Hey everyone, welcome to BU Only Better or BYOB Audio. This podcast was started to help listeners like you find a way to be your best self, but not change who you are. We want you to be the best you while on your journey to a happier and more fulfilling life. Tune in to hear personal stories of how people face their fears and overcome their struggles to become a better version of themselves. Thank you for tuning in and hope you enjoy. Our last episode featured Bertha, a woman who is as strong mentally as she is physically. She talked about how her family helped her through her toughest struggle. She focused on the power of staying positive and the importance of maintaining a routine to be her best self. Definitely a great listen. Today's episode, we are featuring a very special guest, a longtime friend of mine. His name is Eddie Sierra. He is an associate attorney at the Medina Law Firm in Odessa, Texas. He graduated summa cum laude and obtained his JD at the Thurgood Marshall School of Law, located in Houston, Texas in 2019. During his time in law school, he had the distinct opportunity of interning for the Harris County District Attorney's Office, persecuting crimes for the state of Texas, in addition to the private law firms focusing on immigration and criminal law. A lifelong Odessan, Eddie is passionate about helping people of the Permian Basin receive compensation for workplace accidents, oil field accidents, and personal injuries. Well, Eddie, welcome to the show. It's super awesome to have you. Go ahead and fill in the blanks here if there's anything else that you want to add to let our audience know a little bit more about you. Well, thanks for that awesome intro, Josh. I really do appreciate you having me. I'm so glad that you invited me to your podcast and you didn't call me out to do the 10 push-up challenge on IG that's circling around right now. <laughs> I don't think, I mean, it's been probably 20 kilos since I see you, so. <laughs> but you hit it spot on, man. I'm a lifelong Odessan, been here my entire life. And like you said, we've known each other for a very long time. And now I'm returning here to my hometown to prosecute workplace accidents, personal injuries, as you've said. I am a first-year attorney, so I'm more or less learning the ropes, but I'm glad to be back. It is home for me. I have family here, so it's a bit of a transition coming back from Houston, especially these past few years. We've been hit pretty hard, most recently, you know, with this coronavirus, but before then, I mean, I had to live through Hurricane Harvey and, and a few other pretty scary episodes, so coming back here was a dream, and I'm really happy. Cool, man. Good to catch up with you. It's good to see you. I'm glad you're doing well. As all of our listeners know, we always start off with a unique shot of wisdom, so what do you have for us today? Being that I am an attorney, and a lot of your audience may or may not know that there are things that they can do up front whenever they're involved in, let's say, a car accident to help make our job easier and to maximize and streamline the process by which they can receive recovery for their injuries. So I just wanted to take a few moments to kind of outline a few of those steps that they can take. And again, I am a personal injury attorney. So what does that mean? To begin with, I help recover money for those who suffer injuries at the hands of others, maybe a third person. and my job is to get into court, fight with these insurance companies, and maximize that recovery. So a few of the steps that your audience can take to maximize their recovery is, number one, if you're involved in a car accident, call the police and make sure that you file a crash report with them. This is going to go a long way. The police are mandated in every crash to file a report where the property damage is over $1,000. So always call the police, always get a report that establishes the status quo. Humans tend to forget things. So further on down the line, you're not dealing with, oh, well, this person said that, this person said this. No, he didn't. Everything is on the police report. Number two, make sure if you can take pictures and or videos. Again, that just helps make your proof stronger. The stronger the evidence, the more likely a jury is going to find in your favor and allow you to 
recover money for your injuries. Number three, get witness information. There are people around you. Uh, a lot of times people like to rubberneck and stop and, and kind of be nosy. Get their information. Ask them if they're willing to testify or if they're willing to, to be jotted down as a witness. And get their phone number and address if they're willing to disclose it. If not, have the police try to do it. And then lastly, seek immediate medical attention. If you're injured, if something's not right, if your back hurts, make sure you go see a doctor. A lot of times a big struggle for us is people are hurt and they don't realize it until a few days later. And the problem with that is that it makes our job a little, a little slightly more difficult just because there's doubt as to whether, you know, you really were hurt or whether you really were suffering those injuries because you didn't seek immediate medical attention. So if something's not right, again, you don't have to go to the doctor for every single thing that you feel is wrong. Like, oh, my finger hurts. Oh, my toenail doesn't, you know, it's kind of like ingrown. Like, no. But if, if something happens right after the accident, make sure that you go see a medical professional so he can diagnose those injuries. That's a few things that you can do. Those four steps that you can do to, to make your, your case a little stronger and, and maximize the cover that you're going to get. Man, that is awesome. You know, I think when it comes to accidents and legal cases, I think a lot of people are you know scared to reach out or don't really know what they're supposed to do. You know, a lot of people just kind of do whatever mom said. Sometimes that's not the best legal advice. So I really appreciate you offering that, man. That is awesome. That's exactly right, Josh. You hit it right on the head. People are not accustomed to these. Things things happen in a second, and you can't prepare for every, everything that, that's ever happened. And for those who have never been in a car accident, it can be very traumatic. So make sure that you call somebody that's professional, that has experience in the field, and make sure that you get what you deserve. Very cool, man. All right, awesome. So now that we took our shot, let's go ahead and dive in. So what would you consider your biggest struggle? You know, we're all about stories here. So we definitely want to learn a little bit more about you. So go ahead and take us to that time. It wasn't too long ago. I would say my biggest struggle happened this past summer in 2019. I was saying I referenced this living in the city of Houston. I mean, Houston has been hit by a lot of a uh, traumatic experiences, crises, Hurricane Harvey. I lived through it all. The devastation was enormous. But personally, I think my biggest struggle was during the summer from May to about August of 2019, where I was working a full-time job at the, at the DA's office there in Harris County. And I still had to, you know, I had to pay my rent. I had to pay my car note. I had bills on top of bills. And on top of that, having to study for the bar, I would get home about 5 or 6 p.m., uh, sitting in traffic for like an hour, and I'd get to work at 7. And I would have to read over four essays of dense legal writing. I would have to do like 75 practice questions on top of reading outlines every day for three months until I took the bar exam. It wasn't for the faint of heart. I sacrificed a lot. There were a lot of, at that age, people are, you know, still going out. People are congregating. People are having fun. Unfortunately, for three months, I just couldn't. Like, it was seven days a week, 24 hours a day, twice on Sundays. Like, it, it was difficult, but you know what? Nothing in this life comes easy, and that's why I just buckled down and said, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this challenge, and I'm going to meet it face on, and, and we're going to see, you know, who comes out and sink or swim, basically. And luckily, you know, uh, because of that, I think it prepared me for, for the real challenges and the practice of being a lawyer. 
So I really learned a lot from that struggle. So this day, I think it remains the biggest uh, accomplishment, the biggest feat. Man, that is awesome. And, you know, it definitely paid off because obviously you graduated summa cum laude. I mean, that not everybody gets to say that. I can definitely tell you put in all the work and it paid off. What would be your advice to somebody who's kind of following in your footsteps? You know, maybe somebody's wanting to go in that direction. I know you picked Houston where you had your own set of struggles there. But, you know, what about if someone's trying to get into law school? Well, uh, number one, I would say maybe reach out to an attorney. I'll tell you when I got my opportunity to intern at my first law firm, it was by sheer happenstance, 100% dumb luck. I was actually shopping at Sam's Club and I don't know how I came about striking up this conversation with this gentleman who, who was an attorney. He ended up practicing criminal law here in Odessa. And I was like, hey, man, do you mind if I you need extra help? I mean, I'll do it for free. I don't even care. Like, I just want to see what it's all about. And you got to just take those risks, you know, take take a leap of faith. Uh, reach out to people. Don't be scared to, to network. And don't be scared to ask because, they're, you know, a lot of people are timid, but they have no reason to, especially in the legal field. I feel like every attorney kind of got their start somewhere and it will, you know, it's not every, everybody doesn't have the same story. So take a leap of faith, reach out to an attorney, email them, just do it for free. I mean, I did, I had to, uh, you know, I, I had no experience. I knew that was the case and I wasn't expecting someone to pay me for, I didn't know anything. So do it for free, but learn, realize that, you know, you're giving up a little bit of payment in order for something bigger. So make some sacrifices. Really great advice. I think that would apply to getting into any professional school, right? Right. And then aside from that, you know, make sure you take an LSAT prep course because you do have to take a standardized test in order to uh, test into some of these schools. Get a tutor. A tutor can help as well and help increase that score. And other than that, I mean, it just becomes basic college entrance analysis. You know, what are your grades, your GPA? you know, your involvement in the community and stuff like that. Experience is the gold standard. The more you can experience and the more, because there's no substitute for real life experience. Once you, once you actually live through it, you're going to put everything that you've learned in a classroom or everything that, you know, you've read in a book and you're going to be able to put it all together and see how it actually functions in real life. That's absolutely true. I know that I've done that, you know, whenever I was trying to figure out what the heck I wanted to do with my life, you know, right. experience a bunch of things, right? Just to see what I liked, what I didn't right. like. That's right. great, great advice. You shared your struggle, you know, and then you're also talking about actually interning for free. So when did you realize that, you know, this was your passion or that you had a passion for law? You know, it was at first, it was like you said, it was something I did to see if I even, if it drew my attention, if it was something I could see myself doing long term. But uh, it was, it was actually when we had our first, I was in my first trial, I was sitting second chair. We were helping pick the jury on a family violence assault case. And I mean, the evidence was preposterous. There was no reason why this guy was was being prosecuted to begin with. I was doing defense at this time. And, you know, I just saw the, the attorney that I was working for. His name is Tony Chavez. Shout out to Tony Chavez, an amazing uh, trial lawyer here in town. And he got him off. Uh, the jury agreed with us. The jury agreed that, you know, a, a member of 12 citizens found that the, the evidence was was so weak that they dropped the case. They found him not guilty. And just the reaction we got from our client, I mean, he, he was a great guy. 
He couldn't have been happier. I mean, he was ecstatic, but at the end of the day, I think it was just the evidence that spoke for itself. And that's what the moment I knew, you know what? I like to help people, and the man's reaction was everything to me. I was like, I want to help people who have been wronged. And not that doesn't just go for, you know, wronged by law enforcement, but, you know, sticking up for people's rights because, I mean, that's what separates humans from, from the animal kingdom. You know, we have a set of standards. We, we hold each other to to certain rules so i wanted to take part in that you know i wanted to be one of the forerunners in that category man i think that's amazing and you know just knowing you all through school i always knew that you would always stand up for people and also you had a brain like that you were just a genius (laughs) so i love that you're using that for good man thank you thank you josh in times like these especially when we're all going through struggles and even whenever you're in Houston and going through that struggle, I think it's extremely important to be excited about something and always think about positive things. What's got 100%. you intoxicated today? My family. I was gone for so long. You know, I, ever since I was 18, I'm, I moved out of the house and I've, you know, haven't exactly been able, because of my studies, to, to just sit down and, and enjoy the company. Especially now. I mean, this theme couldn't be more pertinent right now with everything that's going on with the coronavirus and social distancing and and the quarantining, you know, really take the time to appreciate your family. And I mean, even if it's just sometimes sitting next to them or just being in their company, just being able to hear somebody else breathe, you know what I mean? Because there are moments in in time when you're going to be by yourself and it's difficult, (laughs) you know what I mean? And, And I think part of being human is social interaction so you know really take the time to get to know your, your the people who you were close with appreciate them talk to them call them up we're communicating now through skype i believe plenty of other platforms like zoom and facetime and, and ways to just get closer but that would be my message uh get closer to humans and really get that peel through that first layer and, and get to those deeper layers of, of human interaction and i think that's where the gold moments are man i think that's powerful advice that is awesome man i don't think that you could have said that any better so now it's time for our sips of success these are our quick questions just for our audience to get to know you a little bit better so we're going to pick your brain here are you ready yeah uh, go ahead brother all right man so who would you say is your biggest hero uh, my biggest hero would probably be my dad uh you know he uh He's an immigrant. He came from Mexico, and he's worked with his hands his entire life to provide for his family. He's put everything aside for his family, um, and I'll always, I'll always love him for that. I'll cherish him for that because he put me, my two brothers, in a position uh, for success, and, and he did it. He taught me how to be a man. But 100%, it's my father. Man, that is awesome. All right, so what would you say is your favorite way to de-stress? You know, my favorite way to de-stress, I'm a traveler. When I'm fed up, when... I'm just at that brink where I'm like I'm 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 through I I'm done I'm done here. I take a break. I try to travel somewhere. It doesn't even have to be far. I mean, we're in West Texas. You know, take a trip down to Marfa. Take a trip down to uh, go camping down at Big Bend. Go up to Palo Duro. Just do so. Be at nature. You know, figure out. Okay, hit that reset button. For me, traveling is that reset button. Experience new things. That's my way to to de-stress. And that is awesome. So, what is the best advice that was given to you that helped you through a tough time? You know what? The best advice I've ever got is to just work. <laughs> Literally, when things are, are, are pretty bad, just just work. And what that does is it builds up your mental endurance, builds up your mental endurance. And on top of that, it strikes like a little voice in your head that says, just keep going, just keep going, just keep going, jog. Like when you're a runner, I know my long distance runners have this, you know, when, when you're at that stride and you kind of want to take a breather, you just have that little voice in your head that says, keep going. 
don't stop here. Just another stride more. And before you know it, you're at the finish line. Basically, you know, whenever it's tough, you know, you're just saying, hey, just put your head down, power through it. and Just power through it. And the human brain is a, a very powerful thing. It's going to push aside some things, and you're going to suppress those bad you know, those bad things, and, and you're just going to keep going. And I'm a big believer that action is what inspires motivation, not the other way around, oh, right? 100%. Newton's first law. Every action is, you know, there's a reaction. So it's basic chemistry. It all just kind of has to reach a point of equilibrium, and that's what life is. Very cool. Well, that kind of brings us into our next one. Go ahead and share one of your personal habits that help you be your best self. Wake up early. I always say this. Wake up as early as you can at the crack of dawn. And, you know, a lot of times we like to say, oh, you know, there's not enough time in the day. And, and I think, yeah, there probably isn't enough time in the day, but a lot of that can be cured by time management. So I think waking up early is a key to, to success. That definitely is great to just put more hours in the day for you to be productive. Absolutely. Yeah, if you don't mind, you could expand. How do you prioritize what you need to get done in a day? You know, you brought up time management. I think a lot of people, you know, may struggle in this area, but I believe it's all about prioritizing. So how do you prioritize? It is. It is. Well, the first thing is I use my phone as a planner. I set a lot of reminders. And I don't like to respond to emails within the first maybe like three, four hours in a day. So if you're up early, maybe around like eight or nine, once you eat breakfast, you get to the office and I don't check my emails until about nine or 10 a.m. Because I feel like, you know, you check them too early and you're already just in a bad mood or you're just like, oh, like I got to do this on top of everything else. And so just get a planner, plan out your day, prioritize what is due that day. Like what can I not put off? Put that at the front. Finish those off before noon. And then in the afternoon, respond to all your emails, make all your calls, and finish off the day strong. And get ready for the next day. Because sometimes you're going to feel like you're a hamster on a wheel and you're you know, running in place. But you know, once, once you've reached those objectives and you knock out certain tasks, you're going to move on and you're going to be fine. That's great advice. So how do you define happiness and success? Well, Josh, I had trouble. I, th- I thought about this, and I'm, I get a little too—I uh, get stumped sometimes. With <laughs> I get too uh, intellectual, you know what I mean? I get too stuck inside of my brain. But I feel like happiness is an internal thing, and success has a little more like an of an external feel to it. You know, the successes are based on things that you accomplish outside of your own will, and happiness is something that comes from within. I think you can be happy and not successful and vice versa. You can be successful and not happy. But I think the key is to find both. The key is to find the the equilibrium between those two. And you find that perfect balance between happiness and what's going to make you successful and, and find that balance. From the outside looking in, it looks like, you know, you're you're really close to your family and you're talking about that internal, they they make you happy. And then, you know, you also graduated summa cum laude. You're an attorney now. So, I mean, there's your external success. So, I mean, I would say that you're living it right now, right? I would hope so. Yeah, I think I would agree with you there. I'm very happy. <laughs> very cool, man. I'm going based off your definitions there. So, uh, love it. Well, definitely keep it up, man. So as we are getting to the end of our episode here, it's last call. If you have any parting piece of advice or anything you want to just share with our audience today, now's the time to do it. And then go ahead and end with the best way that people can connect with you. Absolutely. My message to you is simple. Fail. Fail often. And fail again. And fail again. Don't be afraid to fail or be wrong once in a while. Get out of your comfort zone. In my experience, 
the most growth you can ever have is outside of your comfort zone. I guarantee you will be forced to be better than whatever it is you're doing. I definitely see the correlation between that advice that you said of, hey, keep working, because obviously the more you work, the more you try, the more you put yourself out there, the more you're going to fail, but that's what makes you better, right? Exactly. Exactly. And if you're a gambler, you know that probabilities are everything. So the more opportunities you can create, the more numbers that you create, the more probability there is that you're one of those are going to land. It's just a game of math. It's just a game of numbers, really. So just do everything that you possibly can when you can do it. You can reach me on all socials, uh, on IG, at Orla Eduardo, uh, Facebook and LinkedIn, Eduardo Sierra. And, uh, you know, for those of you interested in maybe pursuing a career in law or if you're interested in just going to law school, you can email me at eSierra. Again, that's my uh, my first initial E, my last name, Sierra, S-I-E-R-R-A, at MedinaLawPC.com. And I'll be happy to share, you know, any experiences or any advice that I can. I really do appreciate you having me on the show. Again, Josh, and, and uh, to your audience, don't be afraid to reach out. Awesome, man. That is very cool. I, I really appreciate you offering that out to everybody. You know, that, that just uh, speaks numbers to, you know, how willing you are to help our community here. And I love that, man. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Well, hey, I really appreciate your words of wisdom and your uh, legal advice also. So uh, we're not charging for that, by the way. <laughs> uh, it's all free, baby. Pro bono. There you go. All right, man. Thank you. BYOB, I'm out. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of BYOB Audio. We hope you found something valuable from the stories shared today. Make sure you subscribe and share with someone who may need to hear something from this podcast. We'll see you next time. But here's to you and your journey to a happier and more fulfilling life. Cheers.